Hey guys, welcome back to Missing Out Monday, where we tell you what we're into. Start your week off right. I'm Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. And Lex, oh my gosh, what is it that you are into this week? All right, so as of this recording, I have not yet gotten a chance to check out Mission Impossible Fallout, which is now playing in theaters, but uh, made a decision uh, to just slam all five previous entries in the franchise uh, in a couple of days before I go see it. I was told uh, Christopher McQuarrie, who also directed Rogue Nation, has made the first direct sequel in the series. Okay. So I figured it was going to be worth rewatching Rogue Nation, have it fresh in my mind going in. But then I figured, you know what? Uh, let's just let's just overdo it. Let's just way overdo it and slam all of the hours of Ethan Hunt right into my brain. Yeah. Uh, so double featured yesterday, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible Two, which I neither of which I had seen in quite some time. Uh, first film directed by Brian De Palma, second by John Woo. Uh, pretty nuts. Looking at the first movie, uh, how subdued it is compared to everything that came after yeah uh cast is great of course you've got Cruz. you've also got john voight you've got uh, jean renault shows up and ving rames who would appear in every subsequent mission impossible film um the john voight character is jim phelps who is a uh that's the name of a character and held i think the same position from the original mission impossible tv series Mm -hmm. so when uh, it turns out that John Voight's Jim Phelps is actually the villain of the movie. Apparently, it was 96. I wasn't necessarily keyed into the Mission Impossible fandom at this point, but apparently there were fans of the original series that were very cross about it indeed. Said, how dare you make Jim Phelps a traitor? We won't. No more Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is canceled. Uh, it didn't, didn't, no, didn't, didn't quite, stick. Didn't quite no. pan out that way. I bet they're still someone real sore about what they did to Jim Phelps and Mission Impossible. Um, but but fun, um, fun, but yeah, nuts how subdued it is. But you get a lot of cool De Palma touches, a lot of split diopter stuff, um, a lot of like great use of frame, which you don't see a lot of people, like people that are of our generation, and I get why, it's like people just try and crank out stuff really, really quickly. Yeah. And especially if you're shooting outdoors, if you don't have a bunch of money, you can only control so much of your frame at once. But if you're shooting interiors, I wish more more people of our generation who just kind of spew out internet content would pay more attention to what they're doing with their frames. Yeah. It's harder, but it's not that hard. <laughs> I um, mean, it's hard to pay attention to frame when you're shooting from your iPhone stretched out in your hand. Uh, yeah, if you're doing, if you're just selfie shooting, that's true. I yeah. suppose that's true. Get, get Roger Deakins to do all your selfie shoots. Okay. Just have him stand over your shoulder like this and guide your hand. He'll be in all the shots, you know. But right, like, of course. You can tell everybody you know Roger Deakins. That's true. Um, so Mission Impossible 2, directed by John Woo, who also brings a whole bunch of his uh, own personal flourishes, a uh, lot of his style to it, including just doves, just a whole bunch of doves flying around. Um, I was talking to a uh, friend of the show, author J.Q. Salazar, about this movie yesterday and uh mission impossible 2 came out in 2000 mm-hmm. and it if you know the year it came out going in it makes perfect sense the movie is so overindulgently quote unquote extreme and it feels like what we were talking about was this movie this movie in particular feels like the point where the concept of the 90s action movie imploded on itself yeah just c- collapsed under the weight of its own indulgence and frenziness yeah frenziness Frenzy, frenziedness frenzy 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 frenzy
bonkers. It's frenetic. Uh, the entire last act is just a wonder to behold. Tom Cruise is on a motorcycle for a long time. Uh, the villain of the movie is Dugray Scott, uh, who I know primarily for Mission Impossible 2. Bit of trivia. Dugray Scott took the role in Mission Impossible 2 over a role in Brian Singer's X-Men clearing the way for an actor named Hugh Jackman to step into the role of Wolverine. Oh, I heard about that. And the rest is history. The rest is history. Ooh. Ah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I can see his tongue. It's gross. Um, um, is but, that the one where uh, Tom Cruise takes off his sunglasses, throws them at the camera, and they explode? They explode, and that's how we get to the title hit? Sure yeah. is. Oh, okay. Sure is. Yep. It, it's the one that opens with like a kind of a cold open on a on an airplane. And then we cut to, as the opening titles start, like Paramount Pictures presents, uh, we just cut to uh, Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt, just free climbing big rocks, just giant rocks. And then he gets up to the top of the rock and they just, I guess, fire a little missile canister at the ground where he is. Yeah. And then he takes out these super cool 2000 extreme shades and he gets his little message and then he turns and he's like if i told you where i was wouldn't be on holiday and he just looks he throws them they explode mission impossible 2 tom cruise banana, yeah. banana, banana. so this movie ridiculous though it is it contains one of my very favorite moments that cinema has given us it is the moment in the climax where uh, uh, Ethan Hunt is fighting the rogue agent, uh, Sean Ambrose, who's kind of, that's the DeGray Scott character, who's kind of like his his dark mirror. I get. They don't really dramatize that super effectively, but it's there as part of the text that this is kind of supposed to be like a dark mirror to his character. Yeah. They're both on motorcycles now. He's on the motorcycle for a long time. There's a big, 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 big motorcycle thing happening. Yeah. Uh, DeGray Scott is on a motorcycle and they are motorcycling at high speed towards each other, towards each other, towards each other. They start doing wheelies, right? And when they are about to impact, they both launch their bodies off of the motorcycles into the air and into each other. And the motorcycles collide and explode under them. It is a rapturous moment. <laughs> Citizen Kane doesn't have that shit. It is one of the most underappreciated, blissful moments of pure cinema <laughs> and pure abject ridiculousness that I think uh, uh, early 2000s cinema certainly offered to us. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've seen uh, Vin Diesel get launched off a car, catch a person, and then fall into another car. So I think he got you beat. I think he got your beat. Mm, you got to watch this clip, my friend. All right. You got to check see it out. It. They're committed so hard to jumping off their motorcycles into each other. <laughs> All right. I'll find it. And like full, like literally like boom, torso to torso. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else? Man, is that not enough for you? Okay. What All more right. do you want? Look, I'm sorry. That's that's it. That's I just right. gave you a gift. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I uh, I just started watching Castle Rock. On how, Hulu. Okay, how is that? I am very, very, very curious about that show. Um, it's interesting. I, I don't, I didn't know anything going into it. I feel like I blindly walk, wander into content and be like, I'm gonna have an opinion about this by the time I leave. But you knew um, it's like a Stephen King universe show. Um, <laughs> or did you not I, know that? If I didn't, uh, I did. But if I hadn't, I would have known in the first like 
three minutes. Like they do a thing and then like the... so I've gotta call my friends Carrie, Jack Torrance, and Pennywise. <laughs> they gotta see this shit. <laughs> I, I got those stories she was looking for. It's me, your friend, Marvin, Marvin Shawshank. Marvin um, Shawshank. <laughs> um the yes, so most of it takes place in Shawshank prison. Interesting. Yeah. Um or like uh yeah, a lot of it takes place in Shawshank Prison. How many how many episodes have you seen? I've seen the first two so far. Okay. Um and so uh it I thought it was going to be like a scary, scary thriller, but it's it's a mystery. Um and so like the inciting incident happens and they end up coming across um Bill Skarsgard's character. And he's like the mystery character. And this is the same Bill Skarsgård who's Pennywise in It. Correct. The big, more recent It film. Yes. Interesting. Um, but so, not Pennywise in this. No. Are you sure? I mean, we don't know. It could be. They could be like, what's, 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 this, what's this guy's deal? And they'd be like, he was a clown. You know, clowns, am I right? Um, but like, he only says three words. And he in, in the two episodes, he said three words maybe five words if you include don't touch me um but like the first words that he says those are, are those the, are words yeah like, um yeah but like he <laughs> repeats the same words over and over I, a bunch. I got it um okay. and so uh it's a anyway long story short mm. um it's really interesting it's very visually pretty like they use color really well um it has a bunch of people I've seen in other things, so it's nice to be like, ah, I know you, I know you, I know you. Um, it the the thing that makes me uncomfortable is the thing that isn't doesn't isn't like for everyone is that like one of the main characters he's like comes back to his small town and he's he's the only black person in this small town um, and people treat him as such and he has like this history with the town and like so it makes me uncomfortable being in that character's shoes being like a black person is surrounded by a bunch of like potentially racist white people right okay and it is part of the text yes. that he's the only black person it's not like early 90s tv where you look around and there's only one black person in this entire town and no no one seems to comment on it no there's this moment when he's he meets with this blind lady um and someone gives her a call and she goes are you black and he's like Yes, ma'am. And she's like, you're this specific person. He's so much the only black person that the moment that they know he's black, they know it's him. Wow. Yeah. That, um, that yeah, that sounds a bit upsetting. Yeah. It's, uh, so it, it makes me uncomfortable. Like, it, it's a real uneasy feeling. But that's, I would imagine, based on the way you're describing it, that's entirely intentional. Um, like, I would imagine that's, it sounds like what version of that couldn't be intended to put somebody off a little bit. I, I don't know if... And this is maybe, I don't know, I don't know if this would, like, I know that it is supposed to be off-putting. I feel like I feel a different discomfort than if, like, someone not of color was watching. They'd be like, man, that's messed up. Whereas I'm like, this physically makes me uncomfortable. Okay, so it's, right, you're talking about, like, degrees yeah. of discomfort. Got it. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White people crazy. I mean. White people crazy. I mean. Why people be crazy? Anyway, um, but yeah, so I, I'm digging it so far. Um, 
it very much has like a I'm a Stephen King mystery thing. I take place in Maine. Of course um, it does. Yeah. Uh, so I recommend it. I'm, I'll see what happens in the third episode. Maybe maybe they do something that off puts me. But for the most part, Weren't, it's an interesting mystery. Aren't you looking to be put back on? Hmm. I guess. Because you're you're off put now. I'm off put by that. Like whenever he's on screen and everyone's like black people, um, I'm uncomfortable. But like you know. Uh, there's other moments where I'm like, all right, you know, I'm just hanging out with a bunch of white people. Sounds norms. All right. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm I'll, intrigued by the mystery, Lex Michael. I'll check I it out. I want to know what the mystery is. I'll, I'll check it out, man. I'll get back. I'll let you know what the mystery is. If yeah. you get put off too far, I'll be like, well, I'll, I'll go, I'll go hang out with these white people, I guess. And yeah. I'll let you know. Good. I'll, I'll be, I'll be your man on the inside. Ooh. Can ya? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's what I'm into, guys. What are you into? <laughs> um. Let us know on social media, Lex Michael. Where is your social media? Uh, all my social medias are at the Lex Michael. Awesome. You can find me at Tari J. That's T A U R I J A Y. And you know what else? You can find us. Us being. Missing out on Twitter at Missing Outcast. That's M I S S I N G O U T C A S T. But also, if you want to, maybe, maybe you're on your phone and you're like, I want to do some hands free calling. Uh, yeah, or it is, right? If you're, you're like, driving, especially, you need to be doing hands free calling. Yeah. It's like, we don't want you to, we want you to call us, but not if you're going to be driving unsafely. Exactly. So do that. Or maybe you're like, I don't want to use Twitter. I don't want to use that. And if that's you do for... drive unsafely, please don't tell anybody it was us you were calling. <laughs> Yeah, we don't need that. True. We no, don't need yeah. that. Um, but call our hotline. Um, it is 978-MISS-OUT. That's 978-647-7688. Uh, and you can tell us what you're into. We will include it on our Missing Out Mondays. We'll have a full section just for people who want to tell us what they're into. Um, so let us know. And we will do that. Anything else, Lex Michael? Did I miss uh, anything? I'm, I feel pretty good about that. That's awesome. a good. We yeah. That that is the thing we do. Great. That. Um. And if you have a chance, leave us a uh, leave us a rating on the iTunes or the Google Play Store or the iHeartRadio or on the Stitcher. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, a, oh, that's a thing you do. It is. Um, oh, also, uh, tomorrow we are going to be talking about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's true. So uh, tune in for that, especially if you're a big FMA fan. I'm sure things are going to get weird. F- FMA. It took me a second. I was like, oh, I see what, what's happening there. I thought it was a soccer thing for about half a oh, second. Yeah. It's not. No, it I stands it. for Fuck My Alchemy. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it stands for. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Bye. Yep.